Hey guys, welcome to What's the Word? We just give you give God all the glory today. Thank you for being here with us. We praise God for you right now. Put it in the comments. Who's watching? Where are you watching from? Uh, we want to say hello to you, and uh, we love you so very much. And uh, man, the Lord has just blessed uh, this week. The anointing has been here. Uh, the Lord has been pouring out, and it's just been awesome. We hope that you've been being fed. Today we're talking about exactly what they just said. Uh, today we're talking about big business building behavior. Say that three times fast. Amen. <laughs> big business building behaviors. I say it better today than I did yesterday. Big business building behaviors. And like, share, subscribe, hit the notification button, and let's jump right in. So, hey, Johnny is watching from High Rock. Uh, Mark is apparently watching from Detention. And uh, so, we just uh, praise God for you. One of the things I want to look at is uh, let's go to 2 Kings and chapter... Chapter 4, I believe it is. Yep, 2 Kings chapter 4. And here we have a story. When we're talking about big business building behaviors, the first thing that we've talked about all day or all week is that God wants you to be in abundance. If you're not in abundance, then you've missed what his heart is for you. You've missed uh, what he wants for you because Faith begins, put this in the comments, faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So if we don't know, if we don't know that God wants us to be in abundance, we'll never move to that place of faith. Uh, we won't put trust on, on that. We won't put our faith on that. We'll just sit there and let happen to us what, what happens to us. In other words, the world will push us around. But when we go after the Lord, when we go after him, all of a sudden, and we see who he is, see what his character is, see what his nature is, when we go after him, all of a sudden, we move in faith, and faith, this is the victory that overcomes the world, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4, this is the victory that overcomes the world, that overcomes lack, that overcomes poverty, that overcomes the areas in our life where we need to be in abundance to do every good work, even our faith. Faith is what will overcome that. And so as we move in faith and give ourselves to what the Lord has called us to do, we will move into the place where we put faith and faith is not going to let us down. It's not going to disappoint us. It's actually going to move us to the place uh, where God can pour out his will on us. So one of the things that we've looked at is we looked at Isaac in the famine when everybody else is you know, down. Isaac in the famine sowed, which seems illogical and crazy. Isaac sowed in famine, and all of a sudden, here he is. And he gets so much that the worldly people envied him. He gets so much that the worldly people envied him, and he got so powerful, they said, Isaac, you got to get away from us. <laughs> you are too powerful. you got to get away from us. Now, that is an awesome, awesome thing. Now, here's the other thing that happened, is that when... Uh, 
when he, he did that, they basically said, look, though even the world took notice. And so what we see in Genesis is that Jacob was told by the Lord, I want to make you distinguished. I want you to be distinguished in the world. I want you to look different. I want you to be set apart. And so when this happened, we actually saw the power of God moving in their lives, not because they were an average, not because they looked like everybody else, because they were blessed higher right? That's what God wants. He, he, we went over all these scriptures this week. This is his kingdom. This is what he wants, but we have to walk in his system. So in order, we also looked at, um, I think it was Luke chapter eight, was it? Luke chapter five, uh, where the, he called, or Luke, yeah, I think it was Luke five. And he called his disciples and he started it out by moving into the boat. They had fished all night. And he, he says, throw your net on the other side. All of a sudden, the abundance of God is so much the nets break, the ship starts to sink. The partners come over and they're blessed and their ship starts to sink. God wants abundant. So what we see is that the heart of God hasn't changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament, but what's very, very important is that we know what God's heart is. You see that he says, I want to give you an abundance for every good work, a beloved above all things. I wish that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Uh, he shows us that he wants us to be the lender and not the borrower. We have to have overflow for that. He wants to, he gives us the power to get wealth and he adds no sorrow to it. He gives us the ability to move in abundance to establish and wealth to establish his covenant. God, he was made poor so that you might be rich in every area of life. God wants you blessed. Then we looked yesterday at Matthew 14, where the little boy took his lunch, two fish and five loaves, and, and Jesus blessed it, and it fed over 15,000 people. And then there were 12 baskets left over. God doesn't do something just to, you know, just to the full. God doesn't give us just enough. No, God doesn't care if it just completely overflows. God doesn't care. He wants to overflow your life. He wants to give abundantly. That's who he is. That's who he is. You're, do you know how many stars in the sky we can't see, but they're there? Why would God keep making them? God is an abundant and excessive God. I heard Keith Moore say this one time. He said, he said uh, do you, how many colors did we actually need? How many colors did we actually need? But God gave us, I mean, color after color after color, different shades and tints and hues, you know, all of these things. Uh, one of the stories he also told in that same one was he said, every year, there are millions of pounds of bananas that fall to the jungle floor and rot because there's not enough monkeys to eat them. <laughs> God is in abundance. He could have given us two different kinds of fish. But how many different kinds of fish are there? There's thousands upon thousands of different kinds of fish. God is an abundant God. See, to not think that God's in abundance would be to put God in a box and say he was only so big. But he's bigger than we can even, he goes beyond all we can ask or think. That's who he is. That's who he wants to be in our life. And he will be if we will actually move to 
where he is, move to his character, move into his presence, move into his nature, right? That's where he actually wants us to live. But here's the issue. In uh, 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 10, one of the things that we see is that everybody that's righteous doesn't have the same inheritance. They don't have the inheritance always that they should. We need an inheritance that comes from God, not what the world has taught us to think it is. We need the thinking of God. We need the behaviors of God. We need, we need to see who he is, know who he is, believe on who he is, and then we'll have who he is. And who is he? He's an abundant God. He's El Shaddai all-sufficient. He's almighty God. He's, our God is more than enough. You know, he's more than enough. We need this in our lives. Why? Why do we need his abundance? Because you're called to do abundant things empowered by him. You are called as a believer, and even if you don't know him yet, God has great big plans for you. Put that in the comments. God has great big plans for me. And he wants to supply you. He wants to get you the uh, provision. He wants to get you that abundance. God has great big plans for you. Amen. All right. Now, what I want us to do is I want us to go to 2 Kings uh, chapter 4. It says, Now a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead. 2 Kings 4.1 Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. Elijah said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? Now, one of the things that we're seeing here is that this woman was coming to, he, this woman was coming to Elisha as her source. And that's why Elisha makes the statement, what, what do you want me to do for you? Because the woman needed to focus more on God. He was kind of waking her up from her thinking because she comes to him and says, your servant is dead and I need help. And basically she's making Elisha the source. Now, it was right for her to come to Elisha, but her focus needs to be on God through Elisha, not Elisha alone, right? Our focus, one of the things we've talked about all week in a big business building behavior is that we must enter the kingdom of God and stop using the world systems and use God systems. One of those things that, you know, that we've talked about all week is if it's not faith, if it's not hope, if it's not love, it's not in the system of God. Those are the foundations of God's system. So here is faith. Faith is where? Not just in a person, but in God. This woman was putting her faith in man, and Elisha corrected that. He, she said, he said, what do you want me to do for you? Now, it was right for her to go to Elisha, not because of the man, but because of who he represented. So she was right to go to him, but he was redirecting her faith. Get your eyes off of me and get it on the Lord. But then the word of the Lord comes to Elijah and he says this, what do you have in your house? Now this woman is in lack. This woman, I mean, this woman is about to have her sons taken away as slaves. You know, her husband has just passed. She's got so much debt. And what does the man of God tell her? What does the man of God tell her? What do you have? You know, tell me what you can give, right? 
Now, that seems cold. It seems crass. It seems, it seems like, now watch, in the world system, it's illogical. In the world system, it doesn't make sense. But in God's system, it was the full provision of God. Amen. So watch this. He says this, what do, you have, what do you have in your house? She said, your maidservant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. I want you to see this. She's still thinking world system. Elijah, my husband's boss, is my source. I've got nothing. That's world system thinking. And Elijah is trying to get her into God's system. So Elijah says, look, I'm not, the, I'm not your source what am I gonna what am I gonna do for you? You know, only thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get the, the funneling of God's power to you as a man of God. You're right to come to me, but it's not me that's gonna supply this, it's God that's gonna supply this. Now all this is being said in this very short dialogue. And then all of a sudden, uh, this woman says, I don't have anything. And then I would say the Holy Ghost probably went, uh, oh, you do have something, because then she goes, I have nothing except a jar of oil. So now here's the question. Does she have nothing or does she have a jar of oil? Which one is it? Because they can't both be true. So she corrected herself and she realized, the only thing I've got, I've got a, I've got a little jar of oil. You know, I, I, that's it. You know, I, there's nothing in the house. I don't have anything else. I got a jar of oil, right? And so that's what she thinks that that jar, of course, is water, but she thinks that jar of oil is nothing. She thinks the jar of oil is nothing. God looks at that and goes, that's seed. What you think is nothing, God says, that's enough. That's enough. All you need is me. All you need, this camera, all you need is me. You, all you need is me and a seed. Hey, glory to God. Put that in the comments. All we need is God and a seed. All we need is God and a seed, right? That's all we need, God and a seed. And all of a sudden, you'll have supernatural supply. This is the kingdom of God. All we need is God and a seed. Man. Amen. Amen. Let that hit you. Yeah. All you need is God and a seed. Mm-mm-mm. There's power in that. Thank you, Lord, for those words that make it clear. All you need <laughs> is God and a seed. All you need. That's all you need. God and a seed. Hallelujah. And you know what your seed is all the time? The words that you speak are, is a seed. The words that you speak is a seed. Before long, we're going to be talking about confession and the importance of it and how the Bible shows it. All you need is God and a seed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you don't need to move off of something. Yeah, it, the anointing's flowing on that word right now. People are getting it. I can sense it. Not just in here. I can sense it. People listening. All you need is God and a seed. Hallelujah. Do you receive that? You receive it. When you see the simplicity and the absolution of it, all, all of a sudden you'll realize all my problems are over. <laughs> Thank you, Priscilla, for that seed. 
All you need is God in a seat, and your problems are over. Your problems are over. All you need is God in a seat. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. All you need is God and see. And well, you know, Pastor, why are you sitting still? Because that's what we need. That's all we need. God and a seed. Whoo, thank you, Lord. Mm. Sometimes, you know, it, the anointing, you follow the anointing. It, there's an anointing on that word. People are waking up. Everything's going to be okay. I've got it. This, God's got this thing handled because I will give. I've got seeds, and if I don't have them, I purpose in my heart, and God will give me seed. So see, anybody sitting here, whether they have anything at all in their life whatsoever, all they have to do, see, that's the beauty about seed time and harvest. That's the beauty of seed time and harvest is, and, and the heart. God says, I don't care if you have zero dollars or if you have a billion dollars. Everybody has the opportunity to go to a harvest because all they have to do is purpose in their heart. So it doesn't, everybody, no matter what financial level that they're at, they can break through with God and a seed because God says if they'll purpose in their heart to be a sower, I'll give them, I'll give seed to the sower. I'll give seed to the sower. You see, and a lot of times preachers, what they want to do, and that's the beauty. See, can you see the mercy of God in that? It doesn't matter if you're making 100 grand a year, if you're making 10 grand a year. Purpose in your heart, God will put seed in your hand, and with God and seed, you have all you need. You see, that's the mercy of God. He's not a respecter of person. He makes a way for everybody, no matter what side of the tracks they grew up on, no matter what their skin color, no matter what they uh, think like, feel like. They don't have to be, it, it doesn't matter if they uh, have been smart or, or dumb. Doesn't matter. All they got to do is put faith in God. All you need is faith in God. God in a seed. Put faith in the Lord, and he'll come through to you. See, a lot of preachers, they want to give you all this, this real heavy-duty revelation. What we need is the anointing. The anointing breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Why would I go past a point as powerful as that one was with the anointing on it? I, I'm, I'm done until the Lord tells me to move on. All you need is God in a seed. This woman, she, she looked like she thought, I've got nothing. Who glory. Man, the anointing's powerful on that. She thought, I've got nothing. All you need is God in a seed. She had everything she needed. She had everything she needed. She thought she had nothing. That's why she's going to Elisha and complaining. But she had more than she needed. She just didn't know it. She, she was looking at the world system. She needed the kingdom system. And, and she went to the right person because the man of God got her thinking straight, said, look, do this. All she needed was God and a seed, and it broke out. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, I feel breakthrough happening in people. I feel breakthrough happening in people. 
I feel breakthrough happening in people. If that's you, just receive it. Put some hands up in the comments. If you can't do that, just lift your hand wherever you're at. I feel that breakthrough happening right now. You know, all of this week, see, the people that have been paying attention to the broadcast, there have been seeds planted Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and now you're receiving part of that anointing. As we, as we talked about this uh, this week, as we talked about who God is, as we talked about what he wants to do in your life, those seeds were planting, and now the harvest is a rhema revelation, a rhema revelation that can't fail. All you need is God and a seed. Whoo! You're going through. You're, you're coming through this. 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 Put it in the comments. I'm, go, I'm going through. I'm going through. I'm going through. Glory to God. Glory to God. Kevin, you can, uh, he says, trying to sew, but I can't uh, get on to that Facebook comment. You put up the little thing. You can text it. You can text to give or just go to give, www.org, or you can do Cash App, whatever. But all you need is God and a seed. Thank you, Father. Oh, glory, glory. What was, can you imagine, what would it, what would it be? Like, let's just do a little bit of math. This woman, does it say how many sons? We know it's more than one son. Yeah, two children. It's coming to take her two children to be his slaves. So here's two children. What would you say was the value that they would take their two children away to be, you know, what's the value of a life? You know, what's a value? What would somebody, what would you say? At least like 50,000, you know. So two kids, that's $100,000 worth of debt. Just give it, put it in today's. She, she has a jar of oil. And she needs a hundred grand. She needs a hundred grand. She needs it yesterday. And she's got a jar of oil. She's got everything she needs. She's got the Lord. She needed it yesterday. She's got a jar of oil. All you need is God and a seed. All you need is God and a seed. Now listen, see, here's the thing. Money is the least in the kingdom. God will teach you his principles of the kingdom through money, and then you'll learn to utilize it in different areas like healing. The same, listen, the same thing that this woman needed was God and a seed. She needed the same thing. She needed the exact same thing for healing. All you need is God and a seed for healing. Plant the seed of the word for healing inside of you. God and the seed of that word will bring healing into your life. It works the exact same way. You take the time to plant the seed of the rhema of you know, God, that he's a healer in your life, Jehovah Rapha, which means I am the Lord that heals you. He's, you plant that seed in your life. All you need is God and a seed. He's already given you the seed. Just eat it. You know, Just eat it. Meditate on the word day and night, and then you will make your way prosperous. All you need is God and a seed. All you need is God and a seed. So see, here's the thing. This is, this is what a lot, I think a lot of people don't understand and don't see. A lot of people don't see this. Uh, thank you, Joni, for that. I just saw that come through. Thank you. I saw it. Lord, bless that seed. Bless these seeds, Lord, in Jesus' name. All you need is God and a seed. 
Thank you, Father. Glory to God. I think a lot of the church doesn't realize this. The Lord says, if you don't handle the, the wealth of the world properly, how will I give you the true riches of the kingdom? In other words, finances, sowing and, and uh, reaping, uh, giving and receiving, he's, that's basically like Christianity 101. And if you'll learn how to get your finances right, he can build healing, anointing, uh, all, of, all of the uh, true riches of the kingdom, you know, the gifts of the spirit. He can move uh, working of miracles, discerning of spirits, all these things. They all function and flow the same way. The only difference is the seed is a little bit different in each one. But if you understand how how it works in finances, you can move in every other part of the kingdom. But you're not going to understand every other part. Jesus said it. You will not understand it. How can I give you the true riches if you don't understand how to deal with money? This, and I'm giving you Brian's paraphrase, but I can teach on it later. But you see, and so what we're teaching and talking about building big business, building uh, behaviors, we're not just talking about money. That's the, that's the beginning you need healing, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Sow yourself, your time into the word about healing. Sow yourself. Purpose in your heart to sow. I'm going to get in these scriptures and set my eyes on those scriptures, and I'll be healed. I'll be healed. So it begins with finances because it's something we can see and understand and put the dots together, but then it works the same way in the rest of it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah, amen. Mark, you put up, finances are Christianity 101. That's exactly true. That's biblical. It's biblical. Oh, glory. All you need is God and a seed. What happened to this lady? <laughs> she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Now, I want you to see one thing this woman had right. Two things. Number one, she went to the man of God. Now, she was approaching him in the wrong way, but he helped direct her. Because she went to him, the godly man could help direct her. Amen? Thank you for that seed, Miss Natalie. Thank you, Kevin, for that seed. Lord, bless every seed that's coming in. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So this woman, the first thing she did right was she went to the man of God. Now, she had the wrong thought, but because she went to a godly man, he helped correct her thinking and that's what got her in the right place. So the first thing is she went there. The second thing she did was she submitted to the man of God. How did she submit to the man of God? Look at her own words. Your maidservant. In other words, man of God, woman of God, person of God, whoever you are that God's telling me to go to, I submit myself to you. I submit myself to you. I am your maidservant. You tell me what to do, and I'm going to do it. So see how she went, she submitted herself by going, and a lot of people go, but they don't listen while they're there. She submitted herself by going, and she submitted herself by listening. This is big business building behaviors. You submit to the person of God in your life by going and listening, both. Going and listening. Going and listening. Man, this is powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. Your maidservant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. 
So on both issues that she had wrong, because she went to a godly person, he was able to correct her thinking. And as he corrected her thinking, she had more than enough. Watch what happens. Then he said, go borrow vessels at large for yourself. And that means go borrow a bunch from all your neighbors, even empty vessels, and do not get a few. Now, as she, the more, I've said this before, the obedience with which she acted upon his word directly equated to her level of victory. The obedience that we apply to what God says is directly proportional to our overflowing ability, our overflowing victory. The, the obedience that we apply to God's word is directly proportional to the overflow of our victory. And so he told her, go borrow vessels, go far and wide, find them, go at, go at large. In other words, don't just go short. Thank you, Kevin, for that seed. Let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together. Lord, every bit of debt be wiped out this year on every partner, on every tender of boomerang, every partner. Thank you, Lord. Let it be wiped out in Jesus' name. I receive it as well. I receive it. He says, he says, don't get, go get empty vessels. And he says this, don't get a few. Don't get a few. That's exactly right, Joni. She said, Joni, and that's exactly what I wanted to point out as well. She, Joni said, she needed more vessels like Peter needed more boats. Right? She needed more vessels like we needed more places, a bigger net to receive seed as well. You know, so the other day, the Lord corrected me. He said, you get this up now. You can see even on there we have today. You can give it a cash app, Bitcoin. We didn't have that at the start of the week. I'm not, I don't waste time. If the Lord says go get something, listen, I believe when I'm preaching to you, and you've seen me do it even this week if you've been paying attention. And here's what it is. The obedience that I give to the Word of God is directly proportional to the overflowing victory that we have in ministry and in life, and I will not be held back. I'm going to be obedient to what God says. Amen. And, and so she, he says, go get and don't get a few. And you shall go in and shut the door behind you and your sons and pour out into all these vessels. You shall set aside what is full. Now think about this. What if she went and got a, a vessel, and let's say she had 100 vessels in her house, but she got tired of doing it after uh, 50 vessels? She had only gotten half of, of the harvest. See, just because we're righteous and just because we have a word from God, that doesn't determine our harvest. Our harvest is based off of willingness and obedience. So that's the third point. You know, the first point of today is all you need is God and the seed. The second point is uh, where I talked about submitting to the voice of God and the person of God by going to them and listening to them. Then the third thing, third thing is this. Don't get weary in well-doing. Don't get weary in well-doing. Because if that would have happened, if she would have stopped pouring, she would have had half her harvest. Hallelujah. They can take that lower third off now. It's fine. Go in and set aside what is full. He said, listen to what he said. Pour out into all the vessels. Pour out into all the vessels. Verse 5. So she went from him 
and shut the door behind her and her sons, and they were bringing the vessels to her as she poured. What if she wouldn't have had a team? What if she wouldn't have prepared herself to have people that would listen and go get vessels and bring them to her, right? And it would have taken a long time. It wouldn't have been as, as um, big, right? She had a team of people that were listening. Now, granted, they were motivated because they were going into slavery if they didn't. See, are we that motivated? Watch this. If God has made it available, if God's made it available, just use finances. I'm using Christianity 101 to teach you some principles of the kingdom. If God has made it available for you to earn $200,000 a year through seed time and harvest and faith, hope, and love, and you're only making $50,000 a year, you are in slavery. Why? Because you're in bondage to what you have instead of what you could have. And you need to see it as that. I'm in slavery if God has made more available to me at this point in my life and I haven't applied faith to get it. I'm in slavery. So here's the question. See, these boys or these children, they're motivated to help their mom fulfill the Word of God. But how many people are not motivated enough to study to show themselves approved? And because they're not motivated to go and examine the scriptures, to listen to broadcasts like this. They're not motivated to get their body to something like Kickstart next week. They're not motivated to do that. They literally keep themselves in slavery and in bondage because the word of God and the anointing of God and continuing in his word, knowing the word and continuing in his word will bring you freedom. But people, they're not motivated. They're just like these children, but they're sitting there like, well, I'll help, you know, later on. And what they don't realize is uh, subconsciously and indirectly, they keep themselves in bondage where God wants to break them free. Now, I just use finances, but the same thing with their health. God wants you to be divinely healed, supernaturally healthy all the time. But how many people walk like that? Very, very few. Why? Because they're not motivated to do what they need to do to know God as the healer. It's the same principle. So what I just showed you, Christianity 101 through finances and how it applies to other areas. They're not motivated. You know, people are not motivated to get in church. They're sitting at home watching TV and they're not motivated to get there. And, and because they're not motivated, they don't realize they're in bondage and they're in slavery. It's just, it's just, it's not labeled as slavery because they're comfortable, but they're still in bondage. What could you do if you had more? See, that's a great question. And this is why the Lord started asking me this question. Put this in the comments right now. What does God call normal? And let me just give you, he said to pray this way. Here's my normal, that my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Earth in our lives is supposed to look like heaven. Put that in the comments. My life, my house, my home is supposed to look like heaven. And when you see that, you'll start being dissatisfied with the things that are normal for the earth. 
because you're not supposed to have that. You're in the world, but not of the world, right? I'm not content. We're, we're called to be content, but that doesn't mean we're content to stay still. The full counsel of the word says you should constantly be growing. Like I'm content with what I have, but I am not content to stay here because the Bible tells me that I have a responsibility to increase. If it was that we were supposed to be content where we were, then Luke chapter 2 verse 52 would have never been written because Luke 2.52 says, and Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and, and in maturity, or excuse me, in favor with God and man. He kept increasing. If he was supposed to sit still, then he would have never done that. He would have never done that. Amen. Kevin said his normal is our supernatural, or his supernatural is our normal. They, they're the same. Our lives should be supernatural all the time. All the time our lives should be supernatural. Glory to God. Are you motivated to break out of the bondage of average? Are you motivated to break out of the slavery of the earth's normal? Are you motivated? See, I'm motivated. we got to go after this thing. I'm motivated to do it. Amen. Are you motivated? When the vessels, verse 6, when the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there's not one one vessel more, and the oil stopped. As soon as they ran out of obedient vessels, the anointing stopped. Are you an obedient vessel? Is all the areas and all the, the you know, compartments of your mind and your heart a ready and obedient vessel? Because as the vessels are available the anointing will flow. Jeez. God is pouring out rhema on this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God wants to overflow in your life. He wants to overflow in your life. He wants to overflow in your life. God wants to overflow in your life. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Whew. Big business building behaviors. What I've given you, the anointing and, and those things. The anointing that we've talked about today, all you need is God and a seed. We've talked about these different behaviors already. I want to give you these three things uh, that will help out. I think it's three. Uh, these three things that will help out in the next coming years for business and finances. I talked yesterday about how to flow in godly wisdom and when to use your brain. Yesterday, if you didn't see it, go back. Uh, this week, man, just the, the pouring out is amazing. And uh, the pouring out that God has given us on this topic all week is huge. Big business building behaviors. But yesterday we talked about, all right, we've got to get the wisdom and the understanding of God. But where does, where does our own brain, worldly, fleshly, physical thinking come into play? Because God did give you a brain to utilize. Where does that come into play? We talked about that yesterday. So I want to give you these behaviors. That was the first one. Here's another one. Is... Um, how, 
you can't accept everything that you see and are told. You can't accept everything that you see and are told. You can't accept everything. And this is what I'm getting at. Here's the point. You have to learn how to think and receive from the Lord for yourself. I can't tell you how many times you have to learn. In other words, what, is, what am I basically saying? You don't walk by sight. You walk by faith. Okay? If you want to have a big business building behavior, you must learn to not walk by what it looks like. Let me give you a great example of that. I've been watching some stocks and different things over the last uh, few, few days. The other day I was looking at one particularly. I've, I've seen this like three times now. And I have uh, an account with a major financial corporation. Uh, if I said the name, pretty much everybody would know uh, who it is. They would know that company. But in that company, they have a scale, and it actually shows this stock is, is looking like it's going up or this stock it looks like it's going down. I've watched it now three times in the last month where it said it looks like it's going down, and it actually went up. I've watched it you know, three different times, and it's been more than that. I'm just, just recently I've seen it. If I lived by what I see, I would have never bought it. As it turns out, I bought one, and in one week it made like 600 bucks, right, in, in an IRA. So in one week. But had I listened to what I saw, then I wouldn't have heard from the Lord what to do. And so one of the things that you have to know is you don't just accept everything you see and hear. You have to learn how to think for yourself. And when I say think for yourself, you should know by the full counsel of the word, what I'm saying is you have to learn how to hear from God. You have to learn how to hear from the Lord and apply that. So don't just accept. You know, right now, I'll tell you, I've been watching. I was actually on the phone or uh, text messaging someone this morning. And uh, they're in school, and they were passing on to me exactly what was being said this morning in class. Let me tell you, complete worldly indoctrination. I mean evil, evil indoctrination, completely evil, godless and evil, and that's happening at our school. So one of the things that's happening right now is I want you to see is that while a generation that was raised a little bit different with different morals is out here upholding the world with their work, the world, the corrupted world, is preparing a generation to do evil things looking, thinking that it's good. And if that generation doesn't know how to hear from God and recognize the evils and they're deceived in it, they will actually uh, hand the world into the hands of the devil. Well, how do you think we get to the time of tribulation anyway? That's exactly how it'll happen. We have to learn how to think for ourselves. And I'm telling you, all the stuff that comes across social media and, and mainstream media and all these other places, it ain't so. I remember one time uh, where I was watching the news, and uh, this was a major ordeal, and on the news it said this one thing was going. I happened to have somebody that I knew directly, personally, and was on the phone in the area where that news was happening. And I said, hey, the news is saying this. They said, what? That's not happening at all. This is like 10 or 15 years ago. That's not it at all. That's not what's happening. I was like, they're saying it right now. And they said, nope, not at all. That's not it. They're, that's either a lie or they're completely misinformed. And I went, really? 
yep, that's exactly what's going on. I was like, wow, that is crazy. And uh, it was really an awakening that I needed to, just because I see something, we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. And if you're going to have a big business building behavior, you have to learn when to do something that everything in the corrupted world is telling you to do and God's telling you to go the opposite way. You have to know that. You have to be able to hear from the Lord and walk out of this fellowship and not by what you see. The other thing is this. The other big business building behavior is customer service. Customer service. I'm just giving you some practical things. Today, uh, if you'll notice, if you watch the world and you watch history, and now I'm old enough to have seen several things do this, if you'll watch the world, everything in the world runs in cycles, runs in cycles, even the deceptions of the devil. Most of the deceptions of the devil that are new today, uh, they're only new because they just haven't been seen in several years. But if you'll backtrack 50 or 100 years, you'll see uh, the church fathers of that time writing about the same deceptions. They'll even use the exact same wording that's being used today. You would think you'd, you were reading about present-day items. That's what happens. Well, here's one of the things that's happening. In business, customer service has been lost. Like everybody that's there, all of these employees, I, I recently heard a story of an employee. The employee was basically corrected, and they completely flipped out because, you know, who has the right to tell me no? You have a generation that wasn't told no, and they were given everything, and they were told that you're all winners, and they get into the real world, and they have to correct and discipline themselves, and all that boss is horrible and everything. Now, how does that relate? What happens is that employee now takes all of that out on the customer. Used to, the customer's always right. But today, it's I'm always right because that was ingrained over the last generation. I'm always right and everybody else is wrong. I, you, know, you set your own truth. That's one of the things that was, well, this was talked about before, and the Bible talks about it uh, a lot, is that people will think, well, I can believe what I want to believe. Listen, there's only one truth. There's only one truth, and it's right here, right here. That's the truth. Everything else is not truth. And so you don't get to just believe whatever you want because that will actually sink your life. So what's happened is this whole group and of, of thinking, and it's not just the young generation, there's the older generation too, where the customer service has gone out the window. And I'm already hearing the cries from consumers and customers saying, Where's the customer service today? Where is the people that just want to help, that actually are, realize that their job is to help? So what's going to happen in the next few years is, and if the Lord tarries, and what's going to happen is it's going to cycle back around. And the people that will get their uh, companies, and not just the people, but the employees that will focus on customer service and get it ingrained inside of them right now, will be prepared for the onslaught of customers that are looking for customer service. 
If you want a big business building behavior, start focusing on serving people and loving on them better than ever, right? And the Word teaches us this as well. It says, uh, consider others higher than yourself. This is a truth, and it's going to pay off for the people that listen to it. Not just if you have a company, but in your life. If you'll focus like that as an employee, then you can get to the place where you can own companies. <laughs> Amen. And the last thing that I'll give you today, the one, these are just things that the Lord told me to pass on this week. Big business building behavior. The last one is this, is you've got to break out of the box. You've got to, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, what is God's normal? What is God's normal? In Genesis, he tells Abraham, look as far as you can see, and whatever you can see is yours. Here's the question. How far can you see right now? What can you see? Do you see yourself earning $50,000? Do you see yourself earning twenty-five grand a year? Or do you see yourself earning $100,000 a year? earning a million a year. And let, and let me tell you, listen, I was raised to think big in the first place, but I've recognized that every time I think I'm thinking big, the Holy Ghost comes to me. And what I think is good, I've got to do what I said earlier. I've got to stop living by sight and live by faith. And the Holy Ghost will come and he'll say, he'll say, you need to think bigger. In other words, I need to change my thinking. He says, I want to do more than you can ask or think, one translation says, or imagine. I want to do even more than that. And listen, when you can imagine what, what that level is, he said, there will always be more. There will always be more. Every time, like imagine, just using finances again, Christianity 101, you believe that God will give you a $25,000 a year salary. If you can believe God for that, you'll get to the place where you'll start to see it by faith. And you, let's say that you, you know, just believed before that that you had $15,000 a year faith. But you say, I need, I need to see that God will give me $25,000 a year uh, uh, reality in my salary. You start building your faith. You start praying. You start breaking out of the box of that thinking. All of a sudden, you'll get to the place where you, if you don't have $25,000, you won't be satisfied. God says, I'll give you a full and satisfied life. But our satisfaction is based off of how much of the box we break out of. How much of the limits do we break out of? Are we stuck in the world's corrupted way of thinking or more? All of a sudden, you'll get up to the place where it's 25000 and God will you'll turn open your Bible. You'll see that verse where it says, I can give you more than you ask or think. And used to, what you could ask or think was fifteen grand, but now it's twenty-five grand, And now that verse means that he'll give you more than that, above what you can ask or think. And the Holy Ghost will probably prompt you and say, you need to believe me for 50000 And so you start setting your sight like Abraham did. You start walking around the land of 50,000. What does 50,000 a year look like? You set your faith and your eyes of faith will take you to that place and before you know it your faith will be for 50,000. If your faith gets to a $50,000 a year level, guess what will happen? That will be the victory that will overcome the lack and you'll get to that and all of a sudden you'll be at 50,000 and you'll read that verse again. I'll give you more than you can ask or think and you'll realize 
I'm thinking 50,000 right now. There's more. And you'll grow your faith to 100. Grow your faith to 200. Grow your faith to a million. Grow your faith to 10 million. Grow your faith. God wants to do this. He wants you to keep increasing. You got to break out of the box. You can't stop thinking. You can't stop faithing. You can't stop hoping in a Bible kind of hope. And you can't stop loving. These are the principles of God and big business building behaviors. And they're for you. God wants them for you. And he's going to break them out for the people that will give himself to them. It's all in this word. He told us and showed us the keys for all this time. It's time. You and God and a seed is all you need. And you've got the ultimate seed right here. That's the ultimate seed. The ultimate seed of truth. And if you know it and continue in it, then you'll be free. And you'll be free indeed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I know many of you already have sown today. If you would like to sow, listen to this. Next week on the broadcast... It'll be Ted Chelsworth Jr. and I. I believe it'll be all week long. And uh, he'll have his broadcast at 1030. At 1130, we'll go live and uh, have, have our broadcast that starts at 1130 around noon. What's the word with me and Ted Jr.? It's going to be awesome. And we just praise God for you. If you'd like to sow today, uh, we just we invite you to. You can give at uh, giveww.org. Uh, you can text to give. It's right there on the screen. Uh, you, can, you can give by Cash App. You can give by Bitcoin. On, on uh, Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate followed by the amount with no spaces. And it will actually be, it's very simple and very easy. Uh, give WW, you can give one time or you can give on a regular basis. You're welcome to. Why do we have all those? To make it easy on you. We want to have the wide net God's told us to have, and we want it to be easy for you to give in whatever way that you want to. Amen. I see that, Miss Brittany. We love you so very much, and uh, we, are, we are excited about what God is doing in your life. And I want you to know, Brittany, I want you to know right now, God is doing great big things. And this is where you walk by faith and not by sight. You might not be able to see it. You might not be able to feel it. But I'm telling you, even in this last month, Brittany, you've been praying, and this may be for somebody else, and if it is, grab a hold of it. And, you know, Put your hands up if it's for you as well. Brittany, you might not be able to see it, and you might not be able to feel it, but I'm telling you, in the past month, something has changed in your heart. And you have been believing, you've been believing God for a change, and you've been almost like, is it going to come? Is this real? You know, you've been waiting on that. I'm telling you, I can sense it in the Spirit. Something has changed in your heart in the last month, and th new things are coming. New things are coming. God is working right now. You might not be able to see with your physical eyes beyond the veil on this side of the veil is the earthly world and everything you can see. But there's a spiritual world. And if you could see over there with your physical eyes, you would see that God was moving on your behalf right now. And you need to know that and see that things are changing now. And, and what's changing the most? Your heart has changed. Your heart has changed. You're hungry for him. Lord, I got to have some change in my life. And as soon as you get hungry, he's filling you. Glory to God. Amen. That was for Miss Brittany, but it's not just for you. It's for several people. Amen. Marky says, that was for me. Hallelujah. If you'd like to sow right now, you can. I want to pray for all, every seed 
Lord, all we need is you and the seed. Father, right now, we have you. And so we just give our seed today. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. We give you all of the glory. Lord, take that seed, multiply it exponentially, press down, shaking together, running over. Let it be in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We receive. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, kickstart. Start Sunday. Be here. Get here. It's going to be awesome. We got people driving in, flying in. I mean, it's going to be awesome. God's doing something special. It's going to be a great, great week. Start Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And then every night, Sunday through Friday, 6.30 p.m. Uh, we look forward to seeing you. We love you so very much. Here's Barrett to wrap it up. Share the broadcast. Like, subscribe. Hit the notification button. And uh, listen, if you hadn't watched it, go back. And watch the rest of this week. I'm telling you, the anointing flowed through. Start at the beginning. Uh, start, at, start with the uh, message on Monday. We'll put it up on the screen for you if you're on YouTube. Listen, go back and watch it. We love you so much. Here's Barrett. Guys, that was amazing. And here's what's so awesome. God confirms his word. He told us that this would happen today, and God honors his word. In the same way that you saw during prayer, that word being fulfilled during the word, God's going to fulfill this word. This is your year. This is your time. Yeah. You will see an increase. Yeah. You will see it. Get expectant on it. Just because the word's over, grab a hold of it and put that in the comments right now. Those of you watching, I will see increase because it's true. And let that be yours today. Oh, God is so good. Make sure that you are here. We've told you, look, we've told y'all for like months, <laughs> not exaggerating, months. Kickstart 2021 is this Sunday, two days away. Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. is going to be here. He and his wife, Evangelist Carolyn Shuttlesworth, they will be here at Boomerang with us, ministering that whole week. Evangelist Ted's going to be on the broadcast. You want to be here. You want to be here. You're not going to want to be anywhere else. Come where God is moving. Here's the thing. The church alive is worth the drive. The church alive is worth the drive. I don't care where you are. You have time to get here. It's a full week. Come into the house of God. Do not let this moment, this powerful Holy Ghost pack pill filled moment pass you by without physically being here in person if you can get here. It's going to be amazing. You can go to bclife.org slash KS and it has all the airport information. Everything you could need is on there. And if you have questions, send them to us. It's going to be great. But starting Monday, 1130, we're going to be back. And Evangelist Ted Chilsworth Jr. is going to be here with us. It's going to be awesome. We love you. We'll see you Monday. But before then, we'll see you Sunday for Kickstart. Be here. Let it ever, 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 let it ever